Hello and welcome to Called Bank Sports. Tonight the Utah Jazz dropped a close one to the Miami Heat. We're going to get down into that. You can leave a like. We'll get started here in a second. So tonight was a rough game. Um, Jazz had the lead at points and there were definitely um, times when they were, you know, doing pretty well. But for the most part, Miami imp- was just much better than Utah, and you're going to drop games. Now, we're not used to it since, you know, when, you're, when you've only dropped two games after the first eight games of the year, losses start feeling a bit more painful. But it is nice to see the Jazz not do what they did in the first couple games of the year, where they just really got down on themselves and seemed to let the other team control the scenario. And yeah, they did have close games against Oklahoma City and against Minnesota um, to start off the year. But just the vibe I've got with this team is really different just on the level of fight that they have. So this is the first game that the Jazz have lost um, since they beat the Miami Bucks for the first time where it was a close game. And I don't believe that um, Miami ever led by double figures. So that's something the Jazz just haven't had this year. They've um, won a couple close games, but overall they've won and destroyed. I believe they've had 20 games this year where they've led by 20 plus points at one um, at one point or another during the during the matchup. That's absolutely insane. So I'm going to dive here into the box score, and if you can um, leave any comments you have in the chat, that would be awesome, and we can see how long we can get this stream to go tonight. So... Um, not surprisingly, pretty much every player is in the minus. You do have um, Joe Ingles, who's plus three, and George Nyang, who's plus four. So they provided some solid minutes off the bench. And really, the the player who the players who just kind of laid an egg tonight were Bojan, who did have 17 points, which it's nice to see from him. But he was minus 14, and Jordan Clarkson, who was minus 12. Um, Clarkson's other game against the Heat this year was not that good. So Miami has been a top five defense these past 10 games that they've played. And um, I can't, and they're just a really great and solid defensive team. So looking at it, like this is going to happen sometimes. And when you play a basketball mind like Spolstra, it's going to be hard, especially when you have players on the heat. um, Like, let's see who's, who's the biggest one. So Drogic off the bench hasn't really played a lot this year. He, this is his second game back from injury, and he put up 26 points at plus 11. And when you lose by eight points, I mean, that's the game right there, just having um somebody who hasn't really played coming out and exposing you like that. So the Heat, yeah, they might be below 500. Um, they're, 16 and se- they're 16 wins, 17 losses on the year right now. But they're going to come back, and they're going to be a formidable formidable opponent to play in the playoffs that they might end up in the playing games. But if you're Brooklyn or Philadelphia or Milwaukee, you don't want to see the heat in the first round of the playoffs or even the second round. So they've had plenty of COVID issues that have really hurt them and just made it take almost the first half of the season for them to get in their groove. But as long as they stay healthy, they're going to be, you know, firing on all cylinders this second half of the season. So I'm really excited to see like 
what they do. And obviously I would have preferred to see a jazz win tonight, but you know, it happens and the jazz aren't letting it happen a lot. And that's, what's really big. And what is just really helping me, um, be so excited this season is that the jazz aren't just rolling over and absolutely just giving away so many games. Like the last few seasons, what they've done to have high records is beat the below 500 teams, but then, you know, lose to a lot of the above 500 teams who are the teams you end up playing in the playoffs. And this year, while they've really only played one or two playoff teams at full strength, they've been winning those games. So there's definitely just a mental mindset that they've been able to get. And I wonder how much of that has to do with losing to the Denver Nuggets in the first round. And if they win that and then they lose in the second round to the Clippers, because who really would have expected them to beat them if they just don't come back with the vengeance that they've come back with this year. So I'm, I'm disappointed with the win. I'm happy with how the jazz played. And I think that one of the biggest things is when you look at it, the jazz um, only shot 32.6% from three point range, which you'd like to say is a fluke. Um, I'd say it's not exactly a fluke when your other, when your worst game from the three point, um, from the three point land this year was also against the Miami heat, even if you ended up winning. So today the jazz weren't able to shoot well from behind the arc and didn't shoot well um, inside the inside the paint. They weren't able to get those shots. They did have a monster night from the free throw line, going 21 for 23. Only person with misses was Donovan. Gobert hit all of his. He had at least five. Let's see, how many did Gobert have? Gobert was seven for seven from the free throw line. I believe that puts him at 80% over the last however many games. I'd have to go look at that, but... If he's able to keep this up, and if this isn't just a little hot streak that he has, Gobert shooting 80% from the line automatically becomes just a much bigger threat for Utah, which would just be mind-boggling. It makes you feel a lot more comfortable getting him the ball inside, because even if he doesn't score, if he gets fouled, which happens semi-frequently, you're expecting him to make most of his shots from from the stripe, and that would just be a great bolster to Rudy Gobert's game and pushing him to just even another level of all-star. So 538 right now, um, let's make sure they've updated it after the loss. They have. So they still put um, the Jazz based on their um, Raptor player rating. They still have the best current rating in the NBA at just below 700, 1699. And they have the best full-strength rating. So Utah really... is just dominating from a statistical category right now. That's mind-boggling. Projected record um, is 55 and 17, six games over the Clippers. So Utah is just walking away with possibly the best record in the NBA, and their second-half schedule is one of the easiest in the league. And the most interesting um, thing to me, and there's been a shift. The Jazz have the best chance in the Western Conference of making the finals right now with 31%. Lots of years, um, 538 has liked the Utah Jazz, and then the Utah Jazz drop games that they should have won, and it just doesn't work out. And so while 538 did have Utah winning tonight, the fact that they've been pulling off these games that, you know, they're like, oh, Jazz are a good team, but they're going to drop them, has catapulted them to being 
honestly the best team in the NBA, NBA right now. Do I still, am I still really disappointed that we weren't able to play the Lakers with Schroeder and AD? Yes. And do I want to see some some full strength matchups? Yeah, I don't want to see the Celtics again without Marcus Smart. And I don't want to see, well, we're not seeing the Bucks again, but I don't want to see the Bucks shorthanded again. So we really just need these teams to be at full strength for us to really just get more close games like we had tonight. Prepare ourselves for the final, for um, the playoffs when the Jazz are going to be in like just tight games the whole stretch. And just see what the Jazz can do there since they have dropped some close games and they've won some close games. Like the game against the Nuggets this year, um, the first one was a close game that the Jazz pulled out. So I'm excited to see where the Jazz go and I am hoping in the second half to get some more close games just to prepare the Jazz for the finals. Since you're not, uh, well, not the finals, fingers crossed prepare them for the finals, but prepare, prepare them for the playoffs. So overall, just back to the box score really quick for one, um, just one more stat. What cost the Jazz the game tonight is Miami had 50 rebounds to Utah's 36. I I would need to go back and watch some more video to see what was happening there. But man, like they only had two more offensive boards than the Jazz. And the Jazz just, this game just didn't work out for the Jazz tonight. And that's going to happen sometimes. And it, they, they lost to a good team tonight. So not, I'm not the happiest about it, but... This isn't doom and gloom, and it will take a lot for me to feel doom and gloom. So if you guys can leave a leave a like, I'm going to get to the chat here in a second, and let's just do more of a deep dive on the Jazz and the game tonight and where we think they're going from here. Um, Papa Dupe says you guys are cool. Thank you so much. We're just working hard to bring consistent Jazz content, and we're super happy for everyone who's helping us do that. So... We had a tough game from three for most of it, and the Heat had a good game. Yeah, they shot 14 for 30 from behind the line. I can't remember where the Heat fall in three-point shooting, but hitting that many um, of them on so few attempts, not going to happen that often. And the Jazz are one of the best teams at denying the three. So overall, just an off night for Utah, where they were still in the game against a really good team. So can't be too sad about it. Tough loss. Miami is playing really well right now. What do you think the Jazz' weakest spots were? Rebounding. Um, and again, like, I listened to most of the game. Um, so I, I don't really have a visual, visualization of what happened. But if we go look specifically at the rebounds, Gobert got 12, so he was able to get his um, double-double like, like normal. But when you look at it, O'Neal only had four, and he's averaging about eight. Bojan had two, Conley had two, Mitchell had a bit more than his average, I believe, at six, but you have Butler and Adebayo in double digits on the re- on the boards, um, Nunn was the starter with the least amount of rebounds with four, and you got five, four, three, and two from the bench, so Jazz just were missing shots and weren't getting the offensive boards like they typically do, I believe they're the fourth best team in the league at doing it, so just weren't able to get the ball moving like they were. And I believe um, just from what David Locke was saying, they were, they were able to get into the paint, but Bam was doing a good job defending. And with how the Heat were playing, they weren't able to kick it out like normal. 
So the Heat really stifled their ball movement, which is what makes the Jazz the amazing team from three-point range that they are, is being able to move the ball and pass it like no other team in the NBA does. So you're going to have games like tonight, and tonight they had that was just how the game went. Um, still three games in front of the West. Yeah, and I think it's hilarious when looking at it. The biggest concern right now for a Jazz fan isn't getting the one seed because that seems like inevitable, like it's going to happen. The biggest concern right now is if the Lakers fall to the four seed, which is what 538 has them doing, and we have to play them in the second round, which would honestly make getting the one seed almost just trivial. I, I'd i rather drop to the two and have the Clippers get the one if it involved us not having to play an LA team until the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I want the home court, but... I don't want to have to admit, I just feel like the Jazz have an awesome chance to make it to the finals this year. And the the lowest chance of them making it is if they have to go through both LA teams. Because they're both just that good and having them beat up on each other before we play them is definitely preferred to having to play them in back-to-back rounds. So we'll we'll see what happens there, but... I, I don't think the Lakers are going to drop off as much as people think they are, but you know it could happen. Like if AD is going to sit out as long as is projected because they don't want to risk him getting hurt, that's definitely a possibility. Um, Carter said, "Headline: Mitchell thirty points, but Butler thirty um, Butler thirty two points." Yeah, Mitchell, you know, put up a lot of points tonight. He was six for eight from the line, um, two for nine from three point range, and eleven for twenty six from the field. So when you look at what he shot on two pointers, let me do the math really quick. You have um, nine for 15. So over 50% respectable right there. Wish he would have hit a couple more threes. Um, He would have had to make one or two more. And if those fall and if um, Conley hits one more and if, let's see, and if Clarkson doesn't go three for 12, it's a jazz win. So, not sure how many of those were just solid defense from the Heat or just an off night. But like I said earlier, you don't have two of your worst nights against the same team and call it a fluke. Even if it looks like the Jazz are getting open looks, um, it's just, I just don't think it's a coincidence that it was against the Heat both times that they struggled. And there's other things defensively that the Heat were probably doing to just take the Jazz out of rhythm in such a way that made it harder for them to get to their 37-38% minimum that they want on any given night. Um, Sawyer Parker said that he's sad. I agree with you. Just disappointing game overall, but it could have been worse. And thankfully the Jazz were in it and fought hard. um, Sawyer also said 51% from three for the Heat. I mean, that's that's what's happened in the Jazz loss is the other team has just shot amazing from three. And it's not happening most nights, so... You, you just it's just going to happen sometimes and you want to look and learn from it and see what the Jazz can do defensively but just because you lose a game doesn't mean that you did things wrong I mean there's a reason that the Golden State Warriors didn't go that they went 73-9 and and not 82-0 and because even though they were the best team like other teams are going to have good nights and that's what happened nine times against them and then there were other times where teams had great nights and the Golden State Warriors just had better nights that year um, why did someone say Dale was boring on Wednesday? I don't find him boring. I mean, we're both, 
we're both getting used to it. Like just trying to bring some more high energy and personality. So I will, I Dale and I have been friends since sixth grade. So I by no means find him boring, but everyone has their own tastes. And like, sometimes you're going to hop on something and you might just find us for the wrong 30 seconds. And fingers crossed that doesn't happen. We want to pull you guys in and keep you here just so we can all keep having great discussions like this, but like stuff happens and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So, um, Carter, you're not bothering me with comments. Like, thank you so much for just being here and being here every night. Like we love everyone who watches and the guys who are here and the guys and gals and just the individuals who are here. Every stream is just super great. Like we're, we're so happy about where this channel is going. So if you can leave a like, that would be awesome. And, um, just to everyone. And if you can leave a sub, like we're going to keep bringing you these post game reactions every game. And it's going to be an awesome playoffs this year. So like join us and just come along for the ride. Um, Carter, Carter asked how I'm doing. I'm doing good. It's been a long week. So I'm, I'm happy it was a 6 PM tip tonight so that I'm not going to be up till midnight, but I, it's definitely worth being up till midnight when we have just awesome streams like this. So, um, Jazz Four gets swept in Western Conference Finals, calling sweeps whoever, um, ceiling sweeps whoever we play in the finals. Oh, that's, I would believe that. Um, I, my only caveat here is, if we end up playing a, a, Los Angeles team, in the Western Conference semis. That gets scary for me. So I would put the floor as losing in six in the Western Conference semis. But of course, I feel like whenever we talk about floors, we're assuming that we don't have, that we don't lose Gobert or Mitchell or Conley or Clarkson or one of those players to a season ending injury. Since if we lose Gobert to a season ending injury, my floor is a loss in the first round because. Gobert is just that vital to the team, and I love Doak, and I love his potential, but we don't have a center that we can bring in to, like, Favors isn't a healthy enough guy to come in and pick up 30-plus minutes, and we don't have a center um, to come in and play another 18 minutes that would keep us at the level we're at and keep us in contention. I don't really know if there's anyone the Jazz could pick up um, before the deadline or off of waivers, but... I think that that would be where I was looking at the most for just getting one more guy to take Sha- Shaq um, Harrison's spot um, that's been opened up on the roster now. But we're going to see what happens. Another place would be getting some more depth at the four. Oni's awesome, but again, like if you would get someone with a bit more experience than Oni, that would be better for the Jazz. But you're not going to go find a four who can shoot the three and... L- l- be a lockdown defender because if you can do that, like at the very minimum, you're being considered an all-star sub snub right now. So it'll be really interesting to see like what they do before the deadline, but not entirely sure what's going to, what's going to go on right now. So, um, I have a feeling this stream isn't going to last too long. No, this one isn't going to last too long. Streams definitely last longer on later games and and wins. So we I mean it's a, we're super stoked to be up to 4 400 plus subs. The Jazz winning has definitely helped 
the the market for jazz YouTube content definitely goes based on wins and losses. So fingers crossed that they pull off a win to, um, tomorrow night against the Orlando Magic. And we can do a bit of a preview for that. I'm not super prepared if you guys want, but I think that tomorrow night could really be a trap game. The Jazz had to play a full, a full, um, you know, 48 minutes tonight. It was close. They weren't able to, um, they didn't get a win. And I've said it before and I will continue to say it as long as I'm on this channel. A win takes less energy than a loss. Like there's just something, and I'm sure you could ask the players about it, that just takes it out of you a bit more if all the effort you put in more or less went to waste since Donovan had a great night tonight, and that's great for his personal statistics, um, but it's not good for the team, really, because you lost. So um, losing tonight and then flying it, having to fly to um, Orlando and take a look at that. So I'm going to pull up the schedule. I can't remember. I hope I if it's a later game or if it's in... So it's another 6 p.m. game tomorrow. So they'll have about 20 hours. Um, hope They'll be able to hopefully get to bed at a decent time tonight. And I know that's one thing that the players enjoyed in the bubble was having a schedule and not being traveling all the time. But Magic could be a trap game. Um, ESPN gives the Jazz a 77.6% chance of winning. So I do think we'll win, but it could be closer than expected just because back end of a back-to-back away and, you know, this was a tough game tonight. The Jazz had to expend a lot of energy. <laughs> what is Carter's pro... Um, CDC's commenting on Carter's profile picture, but I can't actually see that. Um, it's too small on my screen, so... Um, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. If you can leave a like before we end, if the chat starts... Um, going here in a second i'll keep it going but thanks again for everyone tuning in we really appreciate it and well me and dale will be releasing our weekly podcast tomorrow and we'll also be um i'll be live again probably around 8 39 p.m after the jazz orlando game so thanks so much for tuning in and go utah